this is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We have a very special episode with one of our AOB alumni, Emma Muskan, who is such a radiant, amazing human being. I'm so grateful that she was a part of AOB with this last round that we did. She is just the most grounded present energy and just she's just so beautiful I was having this conversation with her and I'm like god she's just amazing and so I'm so grateful that you get to hear the conversation that you get to hear a taste of Emma's biggest takeaways inside of the Academy of Breath which is now enrolling for our June 29th cohort. It is our second round of 2023. It is our ninth cohort altogether and I'm just so freaking excited and highlighting and talking to AOB alum over these past several weeks and sharing these episodes with all of you has been honestly the most special experience for the sheer fact that the way that breathwork and meditation resonate with each and every one of us is similar, yes, but also so different. And so when I'm having these conversations with AOB alum, like I have my own take on breathwork, my own experiences, the things that have really stood out to me, the breakthroughs that I've had through these practices, the value that I've placed on my breathwork practice, and Diving into conversations with AOB alum always creates greater context and just expands the spectrum of the magic of breathwork and meditation. So I'm so excited for you to hear Emma's experience inside of AOB, her experience with breathwork, how it has impacted her life and her business as a teacher, a yoga teacher in Italy. And you better believe that I will be out in Italy hanging with Emma Maybe we'll do a retreat. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Before we hit record, she's like, come out and do a retreat. I'm like, that sounds freaking amazing. Yes, please. Like, I would love that. But anyways, I'm just so, so, so honored to have had the time to connect with Emma, to hear her experience. For those of you that are business owners as well, you know, it's so special to just have these moments to connect with the people that you work with and to really hear not just how you as a teacher, mentor, coach have impacted them, but really how the work itself has impacted them. And so for those of you that have been on the fence about AOB, if you have been thinking about it for either several weeks, several months, or even several years, let this conversation be the kick in the booty that you need to trust your intuition, to dive in, and to know that on the other side, who you will be is the most highest aligned version of yourself, committed, devoted, confident, courageous, powerful, 
led intuitively, connected to the heart, connected to the body. Just such a beautiful, beautiful transformation will go down. So link is in the show notes to join AOB. It is a 12-week breathwork program starting on June 29th. And Emma is one of our alumni. Please go give her a follow. Go support her. Go share whatever stood out the most from this episode. Her Instagram is at Emma Muscan. E-M-M-A-M-O-S-C-A-N. We'll link it in the show notes as well. And we're just hitting the 111 mark on my garage band. So I'm going to kick it off there. Let's dive into the episode and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. I am so grateful to be sitting down with Miss Emma Moscan, who is an AOE alum and just the most beautiful human being. And Emma went through AOB with this last round. And one of the things that I just really appreciated, Emma, was how you showed up and really like devoted yourself to the work. Like you did the homework, you asked questions, you showed up to calls, you were in the Facebook group, you were transparent about where you were at in your journey. And I feel like sometimes that can be stretchy for people. It can be an edge Mm. to let yourself be seen in that way. And so I just wanted to have you on the podcast to share more about your experience inside of AOB, but also share you with the community of The Alchemized Life. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about today's conversation. (laughs) Yes, me too. So you live in Northeast Italy. And I'm so jealous about that. I'm so curious (laughs) what is, because I'm from Southern California. So Mm -hmm. in Southern California, LA, San Diego, wellness is huge. Yoga is huge. It's always been very apparent in my area. And even now living in Austin, Texas, it's like such a wellness mecca. What is the vibe and like the general appetite for this type of work in your area? Are you surrounded by it or is it more rare? Mm, I love that question. I feel like it's a little bit more rare, definitely not as you know, common as in the US probably or the area where you live. It's coming more and more though. So I would say like probably around until five years ago, yoga wasn't like a huge thing here in Italy, unfortunately, but I was lucky enough to be practicing yoga ever since I was a kid, thanks to my mom. So super happy about that. And then it's slowly coming here as well, meditation, breath work, but it's still, especially breath work, it's still very much of a niche here, which I love. I mean, I can, I can share it more with, with potentially a lot of people here. So I'm super excited to bring this practice uh, thanks to AOB training here in Italy. Yeah. You know, it's so cool because when I was just becoming a yoga teacher and then learned breath work and was like, oh, I want every single one of my yoga classes to have breath work in it. At the time, even though, like I said, I was in Southern California where it feels like it's just like a hub for all of the new practices and like where things kind of land first. Most people had no idea what breathwork was. Most people mm. were like, that's weird. What are you doing? I mean, even myself, when I first tried Kapalabhati for the first time, I was like, I hate this practice. It makes me so angry. <laughs> when is this going to be mm. over? 
And yet it was such a beautiful opportunity to be one of the first people to really bring breathwork into my yoga classes, into like singular standout solo breath classes, because it was offering people an opportunity to take that asana practice deeper and to mm -hmm. build upon the foundation that they were creating from the space that they were creating within their physical practice. And so have you seen that for yourself? Because you teach yoga, so you know yes. that... Uh, these are building blocks upon each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually, so I've always practiced yoga as I was saying, and pranayama is part of that. So I was lucky enough to be introduced to pranayama by my teachers. But I feel like dedicating a little bit more time to learning about breathwork and the science behind it, as well as the spiritual parts of, of breathwork, really helped me dive deeper into my own practice, into my own spirituality and into the asana part of yoga as well. So that I see those two practices as complementing. But at the same time, I love how breathwork can also stand on its own. And I feel like that makes knowing yourself and, and introspective practices may be a little bit more accessible to everyone. There might be people that don't really like yoga or prefer other types of movement practices like the first person I think about is my dad for example in his case like he's a huge tennis fan but he doesn't really like yoga right and so he has never had the opportunity for example to dive deeper into his own mind and into his subconscious and I love that now thanks to my like my breathwork videos that I do in Italian and in English as well he started practicing breathwork and I definitely see the shift in his attitude he's a little bit more relaxed and more conscious of his subconscious which I think is is such a lovely example of how much breath work can help everyone's lives really yeah I think that's so cool and so special I mean my dad he does not have the best healthy habits and so mm. he he was actually staying with me for like 10 days back in I think it was March and you know he would come back from a walk and be like like mouth breathing and I'm just like sitting there cringing like dad close your mouth no and so I think it's so special that your dad just caught on from your own devotion to the practice I mean it sounds like your mom also is a really positive influence mm -hmm. and absolutely incorporated this into your entire upbringing and so it's so special to hear that my my upbringing was totally different <laughs> <laughs> But I love that. And you're so right. It's interesting. As you were saying that, I was like, yeah, you know, like breath work, you can do standalone yoga. You can't mm -hmm. do without the breath. Like you have to be breathing in order to Absolutely. make it through a 60 minute class. Otherwise, you're going to have a really hard time getting through the poses. Mm, absolutely. So how did you, I'm curious, how did you find AOB? And also knowing that you came from a background of having studied yoga for years and experience mm -hmm. with pranayama as well. You know, I have a lot of yoga teachers come into the Academy of Breath who will ask like, oh, well, I learned a bit of pranayama in my yoga yeah. teacher training. How is this different? And I'm like, it's so different, at least from my perspective of having done yoga teacher trainings where it's just like skimming the surface. And so I'm curious, like what intrigued you and inspired you to join AOB? Mm, 
yeah, that was 100% my case. So I've done a yoga teacher training, like the 200 standard teacher training a couple of years ago, and I became a yoga teacher. And I've always been very fascinated by the breath. And I always loved to incorporate some pranayama either before the asana practice or at the end in my own classes. But I knew I wanted to explore the breath more. And during my yoga teacher training, we just scratched the surface as you were saying so I was looking for a breathwork instructor uh, course and I was actually also super lucky that one of my Pilates instructors went through AOB she's called Claudia she's based in New York City yeah and so I went through her uh, breathwork journeys I loved them I knew I wanted to study more of breathwork and so I asked her about her experience she recommended AOB and so that was like hearing feedback as well from someone that already went through it was what convinced me like 100% okay I want to do this I have to say for me I had a lot of pondering about is this the right moment for me is it not but one of my intentions going into AOB at that moment in my life was that of listening to my intuition more And so I kind of said to me, okay, it's the time. My intuition is telling me I want to learn more about breathwork. This sounds like a great opportunity. So I'll just do it. And I'm so glad that I did because I have such a deeper relationship with my body, with my mind and with my intuition now after finishing AOB. So super glad and super grateful. Yes, I love that. I love Claudia. Shout out to Claudia if you're listening. She actually went through our advanced (laughs) practitioner training as well, the first round that we did it. So I have spent so much time with Claudia and just adore that woman. And I love your intention of desiring to listen more to your intuition, because not only was the decision for you to jump into AOB an opportunity for you to listen to your intuition, but What that gave you then was this entire three-month period where you're literally strengthening your relationship Mm -hmm. to your intuition by intuitively using these practices on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, I kind of shout from the rooftops about this all the time. So for people listening, you're like, oh my gosh, Ava, shut up. You've already said this a million times. But (laughs) that is why I love having all of these different pranayama practices because every single day, our body, our mind, our heart needs something different. And so it's not a one size fits all approach. And the beauty of AOB and these practices that you learn is that if you want to strengthen your intuition and your connection to yourself, a connection to a higher power, a connection to the people around you, to have a practice where in the morning, instead of being like, all right, well, I'm just going to do the same thing as I did yesterday, you ask yourself, like, mm. how am I feeling? And if I were to listen and and honor what I'm feeling, what practice would I do today? And letting that be the flow that you start your day with, like that is so profound and so impactful for your relationship to your intuition. Mm, that's true. I feel like the whole training kind of gave me the strength or awareness even to ask myself in the first place. How am I feeling today? What do I want to do? What do I feel like doing? And and that's not to give for granted. Like I was very much aware of meditation and yoga and introspective practices and I loved them. But somehow I, I couldn't really like in my life find a moment to then sit down and just ask myself, 
what do I feel like today? And and I feel like your encouragement through AUB, Lexi's encouragement as well. I just started asking myself these questions out of the blue and it felt amazing. So thank you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Can you share if anything like special came up for you? Any like intuitive guidance or any big breakthroughs that maybe you had during the program where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so mm -hmm. happy that I received this? Hmm. Well, one sentence or one like advice that really stayed with me as a space holder was, I think it came from you when you said, treat yourself like your first client or your most important client. And that was like mind blowing to me because I was so focused on creating amazing experiences for my students that I was somehow not paying as much attention to the experiences I created for myself every day, every minute of my life. And this sentence really encouraged me to take the time to experiment the practices on myself, for example, and see how they felt on my body and in my mind. And by doing so, I feel like my intuitions heightened and my my awareness of myself increased and that really helped me create even better experiences for my students mm. and and even for myself I mean I feel like I've always believed that you have to feel good about your life you have to feel content of what you're going through and what you're doing for yourself before you can hold space for others, whether it's from a student teacher perspective or whether it's for your family or friends or partner. And that was, I realized what I was kind of missing in my life. But that that changed a lot during our, our the weeks that we went through the training together. So I'm super, super glad about it. Mm, well, I'm so happy that you had that experience. And I know firsthand how even though it can feel so amazing to pour into your family, into a relationship, into friends, into clients, at a certain point, if you're not pouring into yourself, like it just ends up getting too much to handle and mm -hmm. you end up burning out. You end up either drained energetically or feeling like there's not an equal exchange for all of what you give to other people. And to me, the way that I see it is like, I'm responsible for giving to myself. And when I set the example and the stage for, I'm going to pour into myself and that will allow me to pour into others. It also kind of teaches people how to treat you and how to lead mm -hmm. themselves as well too, because if someone sees the way that you show up for yourself and the way that you show up for others, they're going to see very, very clearly, like, this is the standard that this person holds for mm. themselves in their life. And I just feel like you start attracting also the most amazing clients, the most amazing people into your life because of what you embody and how you lead yourself. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And the self-confidence that came with that as well was mind-blowing. Like, I remember... I was constantly seeking outside validation for the most trivial things, even constantly trying to, you know, when I had to make a decision, I was asking my friends, my family, my partner for advice. And I feel like 
breath work and and the practices that we went through together really gave me the strength and the self-confidence to say okay I'm in charge I'm responsible for my happiness I'm responsible for my choices and I actually have the tools and the strength to make those choices for myself Mm, hell yes I love that I Mm. want more of that for everybody (laughs) I mean you know I've had moments in my life where I've been less conscious less confident, less courageous, less like trusting of myself and have had just overall lower self-worth. And it's so hard to be there. Like it's the worst Mm. feeling in the world to sacrifice either your standards or sacrifice what you desire because you don't feel worthy of love or you don't feel worthy of you know, what you want to make in your career or whatever it might be. Like, it's the worst feeling in the world to feel almost like not fully yourself and not fully grounded in the fact that like you are worthy and you are meant for more. And so it just makes me so happy to hear that you were able to strengthen that even further in AOB and with these practices. And I just feel like for anybody listening, like this is what comes of being devoted to being with yourself. And I remember actually one of my friends shared this with me because he had struggled with a meditation practice. And at the time I was like, hardcore meditation evangelist where I was to all of my friends I'm like you need to be meditating now I've kind of like reeled it back (laughs) a little bit where I'm like you should meditate but I'm not gonna grill it grill you on it and he told me that something that came up for him in one of his meditations was like when I sit down with myself what I'm what I'm communicating is that I'm worthy of being sat with and that Mm. makes such a difference in how other people perceive me and respond to me and 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 show up for me in my life. And that's just always stuck with me is like anytime that I feel resistance, anytime that I'm like, I don't want to do my practice, I remember what he said to me of just like sitting down is communicating that I'm worthy of sitting being of of mm-hmm. being sat with, that I'm worthy of feeling good, that I'm worthy of having these experiences. And so I'm not going to resist that because that's what I want for myself. And I think that's what we all want for ourselves. Wow. That's beautiful. The devotion in it. It's just amazing. Yeah. 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 So how have your experiences with clients changed since AOB? Like how have you incorporated what you've learned? Mm. Well, I've been doing a lot of breathwork classes for stress management because I myself struggled a lot with stress and... Well, not so much anxiety, but like burnout at a point in my life, two or three years ago, I was trying to do so much. I was preparing exams for my master's degree. I wanted to graduate like in time. I wanted to work part time as well. And I put so much on my plate that I burnt out completely. I couldn't do exams. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. And I avoided that so much. And so coming out of that experience and then going into AOB and learning more about breath work and how it can help us balance our nervous system and encourage the parasympathetic response. I knew I wanted to incorporate that into my sessions with my clients. And so I did both private and group classes and workshops 
where I taught people to deal with stress via the breath. And that was so magical, like the feedback that I got from everyone, because everyone feels stressed somehow. And if, you know, if the people listening to us aren't feeling stressed, I'm super happy for them. But I feel like in my life, I know so many people that are dealing with stress. And so I really, I really want to keep helping humans around me and maybe even far away from me through online classes to incorporate the breath and to use it as a tool to really calm down the nervous system and and create space. We talked a lot about it during AOV, like creating a time frame to distance ourselves from, from what triggers our stress response and creating like a nice bubble somehow. I like the visual of a bubble to then respond in a very mindful way to the trigger. And that's that's one of the other things that really stayed with me a lot because I felt how impactful it was in my life and I felt and I was told how important it was in my students' lives. So yeah, I just want to keep exploring that. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I, you know, I think about all of the people in my life for the most part. And it's so interesting because I have obviously a really heightened awareness. Like we have a really heightened awareness mm -hmm. just because of the work that we do. Obviously what you've learned inside of AOB gives you a heightened awareness of what stress can look like and how it can impact you. But I remember when I was still working my corporate desk job, working in a cubicle, I had migraines every other week for like 48 mm. hours, 72 hours. And I went to the doctor and they asked me what my stress levels were like. And mind you, I was working like 10, 11 hour days with my, my eyes just glued to the computer, so stressed out, but I didn't realize I was stressed out. I literally mm. told the doctor when he asked me about my stress levels, no, I don't think I'm stressed out. Feels, feels like normal. And it's just like, that's the response that we have of, in society, especially in the Western world where it's just so normalized to have mm -hmm. and deal with these different stress responses, whether it be headaches, migraines, immune system dysfunction or disruption. I know you do work with the menstrual cycle as well, too. And like stress mm -hmm. impacts your menstrual cycle and your hormones. Yes. And so it's like, you know, it impacts your sleep as well. Like my, my boyfriend right now, he is going through a pretty busy time in his business and he's not sleeping well. And I'm like, babe, mm. it's your stress. Like it's not your, the, the, your mind racing at the end of the night. Are you having dreams about doing this rebrand for your company? Mm. That's stress. And, and people just don't put the two and two together one, because the education isn't there, but two also because it's so just ingrained in society that that's normal. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And from my own experience, I was aware, for example, that I was stressed. I had a very strong mindfulness practice before AOB, for example. So I was aware of it, but I didn't really know what to do with it, how to deal with my stress. And I feel like breath work just gave me these simple tools. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's breathing and it's learning how to breathe in different ways to deal with stress, to create some space to just be on my own and to feel what I'm feeling and without necessarily trying to figure out an immediate solution to it. And I feel that like that it's, it's super liberating on its own. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a practice for sure, though. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, like, even like you said, like, even though we have these mindfulness practices, even though we know about meditation, we know about journaling, we know about nervous system regulation, we know about breath work, like, you still have to sit down and do the practices Mm. to see the impact of them. And I think sometimes that's the hardest part for people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I want to talk about your work specifically with like hormonal function and the menstrual cycle, because I think that this is a really interesting aspect of not just the work that you do as a yoga teacher, but how the breath is so connected to for female bodies and just all hormones, regardless of gender, how impactful it is on our hormones. And so I know that you do cycle syncing and Mm -hmm. I'm curious for anybody that is listening, because I get these questions a lot sometimes around what breathwork practices to do based upon where you're at in your cycle. Have you after going through AOB kind of like cherry picked different practices that you only will do during different parts of your cycle? Or are you kind of like, I'm Mm. open to any of them? It doesn't matter what time of the month it is. Hmm. I love that question. So yes, I've kind of refined my toolbox, so to say. So the main thing that I implemented was I avoided certain practices during my menstrual phase. So during the bleeding, and that's the more activating practices like Kapalabhati, for example, or Bastrika Pranayama. And especially like during menstruation, I really loved to do the most calming practices, Chandra Bedi. Yes, Chandra Bedi, the moon piercing breath. And I do a lot of coherent breathing or or box breathing even. I feel like the most calming to me, to my own nervous system, is just breathing. At the end of the day, all I want to do is just take the time as we were saying, carving out the time during the day to just be with myself and to allow my body to do whatever it needs to do, which is, I mean, physiologically it's happening, a lot is happening in our bodies during the menstrual phase. And I would say I always encourage my students who menstruate to, again, tune into their own own intuition and, and see what feels best. So I give recommendations, as I was saying, but I don't want to to limit their experience. And I feel like I really want to empower my students to experiment with their bodies, to be curious and to go into a journey of self-discovery even, and then see what's feeling best for them on a daily basis. Because at the end of the day, from my own experience, like I know which practices I like to do the most during the different phases of my menstrual cycle, but that also changes a lot from cycle to cycle and from day to day. So keeping like a beginner's mind and a curious mind is one of my key teachings, I would say. Yeah, I love that. And you're so right. It's like there are some months where, you know, day three of menstruating, I'm like, I'm good to go back into a more activating Mm. practice. And then other times where I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this yet. And so it's just so interesting to get to know your body better through your breathwork practices and throughout the month, like it can literally be so different from day to day. And I think that it's so cool because you get to create this deeper level of intimacy with yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I said, like getting to know your body, it's been so special to have breathwork as a practice because before I 
utilize breathwork in my everyday life, like I was just kind of completely unaware of what was happening in my body. Unless it was day one of bleeding and I mm-hmm. had cramps. Otherwise, I'm like, I have no idea where I'm at. I know that I'm using the apps and I can look on my app at yeah. any point. But now it's like I feel my body so much more. And I think that's also like full circle of this conversation, a, an invitation into embodied knowing embodied intuition because the more that you can feel like the actual sensations of your body the more that you really get to know like how your intuition speaks to you through sensation Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yes and I feel like that can be super powerful if you have if you love movement if you have a movement practice in your life for example for me it was the case for my yoga practice and for intuitive movement in general so breath work really helped me tune into my body and so not only tune into my mind and I feel like sometimes when I sit down I close my eyes I start breathing consciously and I know I can definitely feel that in my body I need to move and that really helps me get rid of how I think I should be moving which asana I think I should be doing and kind of put my brain on pause and really move intuitively and I feel that super precious and special and sometimes overlooked we pay so much attention to form which is great which is I mean it's to protect our bodies But sometimes I feel like we just need to move to express how we're feeling, to express our emotions and what we might not be able to express through our voice. Mm, Yes, I love that so much. And I like even just have this visual while you're saying that of like, when we allow ourselves to intuitively move, like you really get to break out of the structure and almost like color outside of the lines, which can Mm. be so freeing for so many people that either struggle with control or are scared to be a little bit rebellious in Mm. how they express themselves, whether it's like with another person or not. Like the way that I kind of see it is that this intuitive movement and the ability to just connect to your body can allow for you to actually create more freedom in ways that you Mm -hmm. might have felt trapped emotionally or mentally. You know, there's always the stories of the person that held it in, held it in, held it in and did everything by the book. And then just one day it was this volcanic eruption. And I feel like when you have a deeper, when you really work to create a deeper relationship to your body, and like I said, like that intimacy and allow to trust yourself with intuitive movement, you actually move energy so much faster so that there aren't these like really big explosions or these like heightened emotions that feel overwhelming and almost Mm -hmm. like they've just been like building up over time. Cause I know that that's how I used to be where it was like, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. And then like eruption and these practices have just like kind of helped to not keep everything at this like boring baseline, but allow Mm -hmm. for there to be less duality and like extremes with my emotions. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Mm. So what do you have coming up? I'm so curious, like 
when you think about your work moving forward, I know that you mentioned right now you're working with a lot of people in your like immediate environment, but you are mm -hmm. also excited to work with people online. Do you have anything special coming up? Any Anything that we can send people towards in your direction? Like I just want to pour love into you and I want everybody here that's listening to this podcast to go follow you and stay in tune with all the things that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. So I share most of my work on my Instagram page which is at emma moscan m-o-s-c-a-n on instagram and i'm doing i'm planning on doing lots of instagram lives five minutes of breath work every day so stay tuned for that it's going to to be coming in a couple of weeks and i feel like i'm still experimenting a lot but i definitely want to merge the movement, intuitive movement practice with breath work. So I'm working on a series of intuitive movement plus breath work practices that are going to be more most likely live on my Instagram page, Emma Moscan. So if you're interested in that, yeah, I would say you can find me on, on my Instagram page. Awesome. Well, you just have the most radiant energy. You're so grounded. It's been so beautiful to talk to you, to hear your experience inside of AUB, but also just get a feel for the ways in which you incorporate all of these different mindfulness practices into your own life and how it's impacted you. So I just want to thank you first and foremost for being an AOB alumni. I'm so grateful <laughs> that you chose AOB and listened to your intuition. It means the world to me. And also just thank you for your time and for having this conversation with me. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. And your energy is so sparkly and just grounding as well like I feel I, I connected with you a lot during AUB and I loved to have the chance to get to know you a little bit more and just share ideas yeah thank you again guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the alchemized life as always all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the academy of breath our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program and breathwork our six-week personal practice course both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.